Welcome to Dodgers Homestand, your behind-the-scenes look at what makes the Dodgers Stadium experience so special for baseball fans and ball players alike. A unique perspective on Dodgers baseball from someone who's there for every home game and who has one of the best seats in the house. And now, your host, the public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the voice of God in blue heaven on earth, Todd Lights. All right, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at beautiful Dodger Stadium after the Dodgers walk off the Cubs 2-1 to one on David Peralta's pinch hit, two RBI single, and the Dodgers win 2-1 to one over the Chicago Cubs, their first walk-off win of the season. And it was a fantastic night to do it because it was Jackie Robinson Day throughout Major League Baseball and, of course, here at Dodger Stadium. Jackie Robinson, of course, a Dodger and uh, it's always a very special day here with special pregame ceremonies and a very festive atmosphere. 52,375 fans, a sellout, the fourth sellout of the 2023 season, got to enjoy a really tight baseball game that uh, saw the Dodgers unable to score, really unable to get any hits from the second inning on. And they were only able to get a hit again in the ninth inning uh, with James Outman's uh, bloop single that... Uh, Started things off in the ninth inning, and then Miguel Vargas came up, the second baseman. He followed that with a double, so we had runners on second and third. Jason Hayward came up, and uh, we really were hoping that the Jay Hay kid was going to be able to walk us off, but he struck out on a couple of questionable calls by the umpire. But hey, they were kind of those were kind of strikes all night long, so you, that's baseball. But then David Peralta came in, called on to pinch hit, hitting left-handed against the right-handed Michael Fulmer. And he was able to deliver a base hit through the second base hole and drive in the two runs. Miguel Vargas coming around to score and had to slide head first just ahead of the tag. So a very, very exciting walk-off win for the Dodgers. And I can imagine that this team that was at 7-7 seven and seven really needed that victory. They really needed that chemistry-building, walk-off type of uh, thrilling win like that. And I'm sure that does a a lot of good for their clubhouse and their chemistry as a ball club. So once again, the Dodgers win the game for the Chicago Cubs. They had one run on four hits, no errors for the Dodgers, two runs, five hits and no errors. And once again, their first walk-off win of the season on Jackie Robinson day, a fantastic day of baseball and pomp and circumstance and ceremony here at Chavez Ravine. The starter was the rookie Michael Grove, and he bounced back from two kind of subpar outings and I think what happened with him over the past couple uh, starts was that he, he got really sick and then uh, when he was called upon to start his first start he was really just coming off whatever illness he was suffering from and in the second start he might have been still shaking that off because he kind of looked pretty uh, pretty ill out there uh, last Sunday but tonight he was pretty pretty darn good he pitched five and two-thirds innings only gave up two hits one run it was an earned run he walked two guys and caged six batters. He did give up a home run to uh, Patrick Wisdom, the Chicago Cubs third baseman, but that was it. And then the bullpen kind of made that stand up. Alex Vesia came in, Yancy Almonte, Caleb Ferguson, and then Shelby Miller. Actually, Shelby Miller got the victory tonight as the winning pitcher. So a fantastic walk-off win for the Dodgers. Good pitching, uh, finally, you know, for the Dodgers. The bullpen has, has scuffled a little bit in the early going. And, you know, the Dodgers' hallmark has been good, strong starting pitching. 
and they certainly got that tonight. Um, but the bullpen has has coughed up some runs over the past uh, few games. And uh, But tonight, they made it stand up, held the Cubs scoreless throughout uh, the last uh, four innings of the game, I believe. Yes, the Dodgers win 2-1. to one. Tight ball game, great ball game. It's always fun to see a walk-off here at Chavez Ravine and hit Randy Newman's I Love L.A. It's always good to hear that. So a lot of celebration here in blue heaven on a great Jackie Robinson day throughout Major League Baseball, and as you may or may not know, this is, uh, <laughs> I've always said that this is one of the worst days for me as a PA announcer, uh, because everybody wears 42, nobody's got their name on their jersey, so especially for the visiting team when they're bringing in new pitchers or a pinch runner or something like that, it's like, who is that guy? Oh, it's number 42. Oh, great. Well, that's a big help. So it's a challenging day for me as a PA announcer, but I love Jackie Robinson Day here at Dodger Stadium because it's just it's just fantastic i mean jackie robinson is the dodgers the dodgers are jackie robinson and we always put on a really good pregame show for that also it's you know my good buddy dj severe's birthday on april 15th uh, which is jackie robinson day so he shares the same birthday and went to the same high school as jackie robinson so we did a little pregame interview with him out in the center field plaza as he was spinning for some of the fans out there and it was great to uh, help him celebrate his uh, birthday. We're not going to say how old he is because he's uh, forever young because he loves music. So happy birthday to DJ Severe here on Jackie Robinson Day. We had a special kids take the field today in honor of Jackie Robinson Day uh, because the Dodgers put on a a clinic for uh, a Hollywood Little League, the Hollywood Indies Little League, and it's a Dodgers Dream Team partner. Dodgers have dream teams and dream fields throughout Los Angeles trying to get inner city kids more interested in baseball and it's doing a great thing. So today's skills clinic, uh, Andre Jackson, the pitcher who gave up four home runs and five runs last night in a really, really tough couple innings of work, was out there this morning working out with the kids in, at the Hollywood Little League uh, along with some Dodger alumni who were also helping, helping run some drills and skills with the kids while discussing Jackie Robinson's impact and his legacy at uh, Jesse Owens' Dodger Dream Field in the Hollywood area. So, you know, good on Andre Jackson, not only for standing up to the reporters last night in the clubhouse and taking the questions, the tough questions, after a really, really horrendous outing for a relief pitcher. He really shows that he's a stand-up guy, and then he's out there working with kids the next morning. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. We had a special ceremonial first pitch in honor of Jackie Robinson Day. It was Dr. Vincent Rowe, who's a professor of surgery, and he's the chief of vascular and endovascular surgery at UCLA Health. And he's a big Jackie Robinson fan. He's done a lot of work here in the area, but he's also spent years traveling to developing countries, providing care to underserved communities all over the world. He's an L.A. native. He grew up watching the boys in blue. And he told us that he looks up to Jackie Robinson as the most transformational athlete ever. And you know what? We look up to Dr. Rowe, too, for what he does uh, for this community and for this city. It was kind of an interesting starting lineup tonight because, you know, on Jackie Robinson Day, like I said, everybody wears number 42. So as I was introducing all the guys and, uh, you know, it's leading off, number 42, batting second, number 42. So this year I decided to do something a little different and kind of, you know, kind of just said, first let's welcome the visiting Cubs, all wearing the number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson Day and just kind of letting that be uh, their number 42. But I kept on sprinkling number 42s throughout the uh, the game because I know that the guys 
like to uh, have a video of them being introduced with the number 42, and so they, they got that. Yeah, this was the uh, 76th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's historic and transcendent MLB debut. And uh, the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, the entire baseball family celebrated Jackie Robinson Day today with every team in the major leagues wearing the number 42 in Dodger colors, no matter what their primary color is. So everybody from the Miami Marlins to uh, the Boston Red Sox wore Dodger blue 42 on their back. You know, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier on April 15th, 1947, 76 years ago today. It was a powerful catalyst for, you know, what were pretty necessary changes in, in the sport of baseball and in our nation, really really kicking off in many ways the civil rights movement. And that is a really beautiful legacy of Jackie Robinson. He said that, you know, as long as one American is not free, none of us are free. And that's very, very true as much today as it was then. If you want to find out more about Jackie's legacy on and off the field, there's a place you can check it out. Log on to JackieRobinson.org or go to MLB.com slash 42 to learn more about Jackie Robinson, a local guy. He was born in Georgia, but he uh, grew up in Pasadena. He went to John Muir High School, and uh, then he went on to UCLA. He starred in four sports at UCLA. They say that baseball was his worst sport. Jackie was such a great athlete. He played football. I think he led the nation in punt returns one of the years as he, as he played for UCLA football. He was a, track, a transcendent track star, uh, just unbelievably fast and a great long jumper, uh, played varsity basketball for UCLA, and of course played baseball at UCLA as well. Uh, then he went on to uh, play. We went into the Army, went into the military, and served. He was honorably discharged. Actually got charged with insubordination while he was in the military uh, because he refused to go to the back of the bus, a la Rosa Parks. And they, uh, you know, they hit him up with insubordination, and not long after that he was honorably discharged from the military. Then he came back and started his baseball career. He was drafted, and he played one year of minor league baseball in the Dodgers organization up in Montreal. And then uh, Ranch Rickey picked him out found out that he was the type of guy that could deal with what he was going to deal with as the first African-American player in the major leagues. And, uh, you know, Mr. Ricky chose correctly because I don't know that there's many people that could have sublimated their ego like Jackie Robinson was able to do. And I think a lot of that had to do with his wife, Rachel Robinson, who is 100 years old now. She wasn't able to be here tonight but their granddaughter Io was here to throw out a first pitch and um, what's becoming a really cool tradition here at Dodger Stadium pre-game on Jackie Robinson day is that the Dodgers all gather around Jackie Robinson's statue out in the center field plaza before the game to reflect on Jackie's legacy and this year they were joined by the Cubs players and staff as well as some Jackie Robinson Foundation scholars. And the group heard from managers Dave Roberts and the Cubs manager David Ross, as well as former Cub and current Dodger outfielder Jason Hayward, who uh, had a really very strong connection to uh, Jackie Robinson. And he spoke to the crowd, spoke to all of us here at the stadium uh, before the game about what Jackie Robinson's legacy meant to him. As an African-American growing up uh, in Georgia, about 300 miles from where Jackie Robinson was born. Jackie Robinson's book was the first book that Jason Hayward read as a, as a child. 
you know, now he says that, you know, I, I'm able to stand on his shoulders, and that's how I'm able to have live this, this dream of playing Major League Baseball for 14 seasons. And, he, you know, he was a former Cub. He was a former St. Louis Cardinal. He was a former Atlanta Brave. And it's really great to have Jason Hayward on the Dodgers now. You know, Jason Hayward is kind of a reclamation project in some ways. He's an aging superstar, and uh, the Dodgers really took a chance on him but didn't have to take much of a chance because there's, you know, uh, there's really very low risk with Jason Hayward. And somehow they've unlocked his swing because – you know, on the first pitch he saw tonight, he almost hit it out, and would have been so cool to see. Actually, let me let me go back because in the uh, top of the first inning, the first batter, Nico Horner for the Cubs, took a swing at the first pitch and drove it deep to center field. Jason Hayward goes back, he leaps against the wall, slamming into the wall and making the catch. After just you know minutes after speaking to the crowd about the importance of uh, Jackie Robinson's legacy in his life and in the lives of so many other African American players, so Jason Hayward came came up uh, in the I think it was the second inning was was when he got his at bat he almost hit one out and then Cody Bellinger the former Dodger leaps up over the fence and makes the catch robbing him and you know Cody has returned to Dodger Stadium with the Cubs for the first time since he was traded away or let go you know he got a very nice welcome we put together a special video tribute to Cody because you know he had some very big games for us got some very big hits for the Dodgers was highly decorated a rookie of the year an MVP um, gold glover silver slugger you know this guy did it all and he really tailed off over his last couple years with the Dodgers which is why the Dodgers let him walk and um, he's having a bit of a resurgence with the Cubs so that's good so Cody got a really nice ovation from the stands here at Dodger Stadium Uh, fans gave him a standing ovation and Cody said later that he didn't really know what to expect he didn't know if he was going to get booed or or nobody would care but I think he was really touched by the video presentation that we here at Dodger Vision gave uh, to him and the standing ovation that the fans provided. And it said, he said it brought tears to his eyes. So uh, it was a really nice thing. But I'll tell you what, after the catch he made <laughs> robbing Jason Hayward of a home run, that's when people started booing him. And that's when the Dodger fans really showed the fact that they're very savvy. Yeah, we love you, Cody. Uh, we love what you did for us. But now, you know what? You're in another uniform. And we don't like you stealing home runs from our guys. So uh, take that. But we love you, Cody, and uh, we wish you the best. He's a, he's a good kid, and he did a lot. He did a lot of things for the Dodgers. We had a pretty cool anthem tonight from Jackie Robinson's alma mater, John Muir High School, and it was uh, the Vocal Rhapsody Ensemble. I think a six uh, six singer group under the direction of uh, Cassandra Franklin, and it was a very challenging anthem uh, you know technically speaking for our a1 patrick sweeney uh trying to mix you know six different singers with six different monitors and stuff during our pregame ceremony so we have all this pregame stuff going on videos are rolling our hosts are talking and interviewing people and patrick and, and the crew down on the field are trying to make sure that these people are very comfortable singing a six-part harmony on the national anthem and did a pretty darn good job of making that happen uh, under tough circumstances, so uh, that was that was a nice thing to have Jackie Robinson's alma mater come out here and sing the national anthem. And then, as I mentioned, I.O. Robinson uh, threw out the uh, ceremonial first pitch and did a great job there with uh, Jason Hayward 
catching. And then we had, you know, about 50 Jackie Robinson's Foundation scholars, past scholars and the current group of seven scholars. Uh, every year, the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation and the Jackie Robinson Foundation sponsor um, seven scholars uh, to go to college and allowing kids uh, who might not otherwise be able to afford college to, to get in and pursue their dreams. So that's always a wonderful aspect of uh, Jackie Robinson Day here at Dodger Stadium. In fact, the $65,000 raffle all went, all the proceeds went to benefit uh, the Jackie Robinson Foundation and their support of the scholars to go to college. So that was a really fantastic, uh, a fantastic thing. Our military hero of the game was a United States Army captain, Joanna McFadden, uh, an African-American Army captain from Oakland, California. Uh, she was a combat veteran. She's a current member of the uh, National Guard Reserve, and she's been in the military for 25 years, uh, deployed twice during her time with the Army, and has been um, an enlisted non-commissioned officer as uh, a judge advocate general for the Divisional Support Command. And basically what the Judge Advocate General does is assist commanders and attorneys providing legal services to soldiers and their families. Now, she was pretty well decorated during her 25-year career, which is ongoing. Uh, she was awarded the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal and in 2019 was recognized as the Second District Veteran of the Year. So she's a really, uh, really great military hero to celebrate on Jackie Robinson Day. So a fantastic Jackie Robinson day here in blue heaven on earth with the Dodgers walk-off 2-1 to one win on the strength of David Peralta's pinch hit two RBI single with Miguel Vargas chugging around third base and sliding in headfirst to score the winning run. And the Dodgers came out to celebrate with Peralta. He got the Gatorade bath during his interview with David Vasse after the game, which is always uh, something that uh, I think most players would want to get it's probably not the most comfortable thing to endure but I'm sure you're feeling nothing but elation at that time the Dodgers you know only were able to manage five hits but they got them when it counted they got to the Cubs closer when it counted and they completed the walk-off victory so now the Dodgers go eight and seven on the season they'll be back tomorrow afternoon to wrap up this three-game series against the Chicago Cubs hopefully we'll get a win tomorrow and take this series from the Cubs and then the Mets come to town for a three-game set. Monday and Tuesday, game time, 7-10. And then on Wednesday, we have what's called a businessman special or a getaway day. Uh, since New York's got to fly out and go play somewhere else, uh, we're going to have a 12-30, I believe it's a 12-30 game time that day, which is really rough for a lot of us that work here because we have a night game. Who knows when we'll get out of here at night. And then the next morning, we got to drive down here and rush our traffic and drive home and rush our traffic. So none of us really dig these weekday, uh, midday games. But, you know, that's part of the Major League Collective Bargaining Agreement that uh, for teams that have to travel on a travel day, they try to get them out of here and on the planes and so forth back to their destinations uh, uh, a lot earlier than they might otherwise do it. So it's not really great and convenient for us, but it's not really about us. But this is a behind-the-scenes podcast, so I can grouse a little bit about that. But it's not going to do any good because we'll be back here uh, for two 7-10 games Monday and Tuesday against the Mets and then a 12-30 businessman special. So make your plans to be out here at Dodger Stadium. We've had uh, a couple sellouts in a row. 
four sellouts now over the 2023 season. I think those are the first four of uh, several. We expect to see lots of big crowds out here at Dodger Stadium, lots of exciting baseball, and we hope you can be a part of it. I'm Todd Lights, your host, PA announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers, and we will see you at the ballpark. Thank you for listening to Dodgers Homestand with stadium announcer Todd Lights, taking you behind the scenes at Chavez Ravine and giving you a bird's eye view of Dodgers baseball both on and off the field. Join us for our next episode, and if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts.